could someone struggle with a television remote result in tens of thousands of lives being saved? This is the story of Rob Mather and how he became the founder and CEO of one of the world's most effective charities, the Against Malaria Foundation. We receive funds, um, we buy long-lasting insecticidal nets, and we work with partners in countries, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, to distribute them to make sure people in malarious areas are, are protected when they sleep at night from the bites of uh, malaria-carrying mosquitoes that would otherwise cause severe illness or worse. Rob's journey to starting one of the world's most impactful charities wasn't a typical one. After studying at the University of Cambridge and Harvard Business School, Rob worked as a management consultant in London. But one evening, back in 2003, everything changed. Instead of turning off the TV as he intended, Rob accidentally changed the channel to a documentary about a two-year-old baby called Terry, who had been badly burned in a household fire. What I then saw on the television screen was the image of a uh, small girl, a five-year-old girl, who had been very, very badly burned in a house fire. In fact, she'd lost 90% of the skin on her body. I'm not ashamed to say that I was sort of streaming for an hour watching it. My wife and I had two young children at the time, um, so perhaps there was an even more resonance there, but um, you know, it was quite a story to, uh, to see. Rob wasn't the kind of person to just sit around waiting for someone else to do something. He wanted to make sure that Terry got the help she needed. So he organized a swim to fundraise for her. And I uh, called a couple of friends of mine after the program and said, would you swim a distance equivalent to the English Channel in a swimming pool with me? Because I'm not brave enough or fit enough to do the real thing. And let's raise some money for a little girl called Terry who, um, who needs help. Soon Swim for Terry grew. And boy, how it grew. What started as a conversation between Rob and two friends grew over the next few weeks to 150 swims in 75 countries involving 10,000 people. We had people swimming in in, um, in Beijing, in La Paz, Bolivia, in Vanuatu, in Fiji, in California, in Adelaide, um, in Turkmenistan. Um, I learned a lot from it. Um, most of all, how brilliant people are, um, how people want to help, um, how generous they are with their time. And we raised a lot of money for Terry, and 100% of it went to her trust fund. The swim was a massive success, with hundreds of thousands of dollars going to Terry's trust fund. But it seemed Rob was just getting started. One of the swimmers in Australia called Rob to ask what they were going to swim for next year. I thought, well, if we were going to get a million people to swim, what would we do it for? And I said, well, it's only July. We haven't done the swim for Terry, which is in December yet. I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll get a million people swimming next year. And he said, terrific. That means we only need 999,998 more people because I'm in. Rob began researching diseases that affect a lot of people, are neglected, and where a small amount of money can go a long way. And then I looked a little bit deeper into malaria, and what really struck me was that, the thing that really struck me first of all was that the equivalent of seven jumbo jets full of children under five were dying from malaria every day. And if we walked down to the end of a runway and we saw you know, a horrific, you know, image to put into your head, but two 747s collide on the runway and, you know, big fireball. And then we saw that another three in a bit times. And then I said, same time tomorrow, same time the next day, same time the next day. You know, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that's slaughter. Hundreds of thousands of people die from malaria each year, mostly children under five. It's a humanitarian issue on an enormous scale. Malaria is also the single biggest drag on the economy of Africa, because when people are sick with malaria, they cannot farm, drive, teach, or otherwise function. But unlike many other deadly diseases that we aren't sure how to cure, like cancer, 
Malaria is easy and cheap to prevent. Numerous scientific studies have shown that a simple insecticide treated bed net that costs only a few dollars is highly effective at preventing malaria. If you put that over a head and a bed, um, then because mosquitoes typically, malaricang mosquitoes typically bite between 10 o'clock at night and 2 o'clock in the morning, you you do a huge amount to stop the transmission of malaria. And I did a bit more research and I found that the number of nets that were being distributed was in the low millions and the number of people that were affected was in the high hundreds of millions. And so I thought, ah, gap. <laughs> and then you run some numbers and you realize that, you know, this is, you know, it's not expensive to do this work. In December 2005, the first World Swim Against Malaria took place. It involved 250,000 people from 189 countries Several million dollars were raised, 100% of which was used to buy 350,000 long-lasting insecticidal nets to protect 650,000 people. The 100% theme continues today, with all of the donations from the public being used to buy nets. People began asking Rob if they could raise money in ways other than swimming. So a website was created so that people could fundraise against malaria in whichever way they wished. The organisation's name was then changed to the Against Malaria Foundation, or AMF. You see, AMF isn't your typical charity. They're one of the most effective charities in the world because they are guided by four key principles, impact, accountability, transparency, and efficiency. AMF is highly efficient at turning donations into real improvements in recipients' lives. As little as $5 donated to AMF can provide a net which protects an average of two people for two to three years. Better yet, AMF makes sure that their nets are distributed only to those who need them, by using pre-distribution surveys, independent supervision at distribution, and the help of local community leaders. All of this is done on a national scale as they help fund millions of nets at a time. This helps make AMF's net distributions highly cost efficient. People in the wrong quantities and we weren't covering people. And so there's a, an exceptional level of effort and focus that goes into thinking about how we monitor all of the operational procedures to help improve things um, you know, monitoring waybill movements and shipping movements and, you know, there are a myriad other ways we do it, but that gives you a flavour of the sort of, we're very much involved in the operations. AMF is also highly transparent, so the donors know that their giving is actually doing a lot of good in the world. They list every donation they receive, all information regarding distribution and its impact, and publish significant details about how they operate and make decisions. Donors can see and track exactly how many nets 100% of their donations have funded, how many people they will protect, when and where these people will be protected, and what stage the nets are in, from manufacturing to distribution. We want to hold ourselves accountable to our donors and show, as I mentioned, where every donation goes, so people can be engaged, rather than, I've given them some money, it's gone into a black box, don't know what's happened to it. That, for me, would be frustrating. Most importantly, AMF is highly impactful. AMF's model of using insecticide-treated nets to prevent malaria has been demonstrated to be highly effective by numerous independent studies, including randomized controlled trials or RCTs. AMF also conducts post-distribution surveys to gather data on sleeping space coverage over time and net condition, which ensures high levels of coverage. Because of this, they've been consistently rated as a top charity by GiveWell, a charity evaluator, for all of the last 14 years. In fact, GiveWell estimates that $4,500 donated to AMF will save a life and prevent many other people from falling ill. So we moved away from the swim being a focus of what we were doing to 
our focus is on funding as many nets as we can and protecting as many people as we can because that's you know that's the uh, the way we we move towards the impact we want to have which is reduce the number of deaths and reduces reduce the number of cases of malaria so it was a natural a natural transition another key principle for rob is that 100% of the funds should go to buying nets in fact he hasn't taken a single cent in salary since starting the foundation back in 2005 and the rest of AMF's relatively small administrative costs are covered by just a few private donors. So 100% of the money you give us with your donation will buy nets. A few thousand dollars protects an entire village. Rob has even managed to have all of AMF's low administrative costs, aside from a few salaries, covered by partner organisations who support AMF pro bono. Supporters, none of whom have ever stepped back from supporting AMF, include PwC, Citibank and Microsoft. So our central costs are really low, um, and that means, or it is because I have had conversations with hundreds and hundreds of people and said, you know, who in your industry would agree to help us, but we don't really want to pay you because you don't need $2 more than a couple of children in Africa to be a bed net. And I've been privileged to have so many conversations with so many brilliant people who've said, yep, we'll help. And and nobody's ever stepped away in 16 years. Rob's data-driven, impact-focused and highly transparent approach to running a charity is somewhat unusual for the nonprofit sector, but the results speak for themselves. Since AMF's inception, they've protected over 400 million people from malaria, or about 40% of the entire population of sub-Saharan Africa, and saved tens of thousands of lives. If we reflect on what we've done in the last 15 years within the malaria community, all of us together. Um, it's pretty dramatic in bringing down um, over 15 years the number of deaths and cases of malaria by about 60%. And, and there are countries that have moved into elimination. Malaria's gone now. AMF shows that combining head and heart when donating to charity can allow us to achieve incredible results. And while they have made remarkable progress, AMF still doesn't have enough funds to cover everyone who's vulnerable to malaria. That means that your donation, no matter how big or small, can still make a huge difference. The more money we have, the more of the gap we can fill, and boy, have we got a big funding gap. And it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the scale of global problems like poverty, disease, and malnutrition. But charities like the Against Malaria Foundation show us that we can make a real and lasting difference in the world. Donating to AMF can help prevent vulnerable people from a deadly disease. It saves lives. AMF is one of the most effective and efficient charities in the world, and your donation will go directly to buying life-saving bed nets for those who need them. I think a charity should be able to define in a sentence or in a few words what it is they're trying to achieve. It surprises me when some can't. In our situation, it's very simple. We want to stop people dying and stop people falling sick. It's been amazing to see AMF's journey and the impact they've had over the last decade. I'm thrilled that they're still among the best charities out there. I invite you to join us in supporting AMF so that we can soon eradicate a disease that has plagued humanity for centuries, one net at a time. To learn more about global health and other high impact causes, head over to givingwhatwecan.org, where you can also sign up to learn more about how to give effectively. Together, we can save lives and create a brighter future for everyone. Until next time, keep on doing good.